listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Sundays too, my father got up early and put his clothes on in the blue black coat. Then with cracked hands that ached from labor in the weekday, weather made, bank fires blazed, no one ever thanked him. I'd wake and hear the cold splintering, breaking. When the rooms were warm, he called, and slowly I would rise and dress, fearing the chronic angers of that house, speaking indifferently to him, who had driven out the cold and polished my good shoes as well. What did I know? What did I know of love's austere and lonely offices? Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. We're in the house on a Saturday, ready to do some feedback. Uh, yes, we are. Happy um, uh, Irish Day. Oh, St. Patrick's Day. That's what it is. Pinch the people if they're not wearing green. Okay. Don't you pinch me. Without consent. That is uh, apparently what we like to call a holiday these days mm-hmm. that's a touching white, people's bodies that's a white folks holiday i remember when i was working at uh the restaurant and they was doing that shit i i uh got real nasty with some of my white co-workers i'm like don't pinch me I don't give a damn if i ain't wearing no cream don't you touch me great day to show up at uh bars and realize that all the drunk white people are two sheets to the wind and, and it's time to go come on they really don't give a fuck about what they celebrating is the reason to get drunk mm-hmm. at any rate guys we are live and we appreciate y'all tuning in uh for our feedback show yes um of course feedback is for people who send us stuff about the stuff that we talked about so we're gonna do uh we're gonna read your five-star reviews all you guys who took the time out to send in five-star reviews on itunes and stitcher we're gonna read those on the air and uh as long as they're nice we're going to take the time out to read your emails the ones you send to the blackout tips at gmail.com we're gonna read your comments on the blackout who tips.com yes uh we didn't get any voicemails but if we had voicemails that were two minutes or less we would have checked those out you can always leave mm-hmm. voicemails 704-557-0186 um and i think i think that's everything that we do karen what were you gonna say Mm-mm you were saying you think that's everything yep that's yeah. it uh, as far as i know we still selling t-shirts you can always go get those yeah t public has a sale everything's like 30 percent off right now mm-hmm. so if you go to t public right now and just put in tbgwt in the search and our store will come up and all that stuff is on sale right now mm-hmm. i i i know i always go out there when it's 14 dollar tees and just take a break uh, a look and if you go to our store and buy something and um click around and buy other sto- shirts that aren't even in our store we still get some money from that okay so you're helping us out no matter what so yes, you are thank you guys who take the time out to do that we always get an email every time one of y'all buy something and they they love working with us so yes, thank you so. and we and we're still constantly on the lookout for people you know if you want to send it art if it's yes. good and uh you know i think someone's sending one for black twitter says we already got something for it yeah but like you know if it's good it's an idea you heard from the show they send it in man we do pay people who do the art um and stuff like that yeah and that's if you know if we choose uh to work with you uh that's what we'll do yeah don't be scared don't be ashamed you know about your work because we know out of all the downloads we see we have a lot of very 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 talented people out there yeah so uh the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is brought to you by listeners just like you come on just like you um it's time to uh to talk about the people who donate to the show you can donate by going to the blackoutist.com on the f- right on the f- opening page on the front page 
in the right hand there's a column that's like would you like to become a recurring donator one-time donator you can uh throw some money at us okay we yes, take the time can. out to read all those people's names doesn't matter what the denomination of money is Mm-mm. we don't care we will read your name uh on the air and play a little gospel song for you and that's what we're about to do i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment today's a new day conrad l thank you so much for hooking us up we appreciate you we do uh brianna f thank you so much tabitha m we appreciate you coming through Corey the tickler thank you uh after all these years still hooking us up right april g thank you very much april alexis h recurring donator june from harlem thank you yeah ray sonny uh writer on the good place okay i know you know what i'm saying we know them famous people uh-huh you know what i'm saying moving on up i hear you girl uh tanya s thank you so much keep r thank you keep samuel h jr thank you samuel regina g thank you regina um yes. wonga from down under australia mate dana w thank you very much mm-hmm. chance h thank you chance billy m recurring donator shirley wong esquire please say the esquire come okay? on every she, time she earned the esquire she didn't go to school and get them loans for that for nothing come guys. on ashia b thank you ashia yes uh kelly c thank you kelly we appreciate you mm-hmm. tiffany b thank you tiffany hey tiffany jane m appreciate you mm-hmm. lisa d mm-hmm quinones or quinones d i don't know if i'm saying it right uh <laughs> we got a one-time donation from doretta who says dear rod and karen thank you for making such a fantastic podcast the two of you bring a lot of joy into my life best doretta thank you doretta thank you we appreciate you y'all bring joy into our lives yes you do design t thank you design yes alfonso m thank you alfonso that's like old man's name my brother rodney hooking us up thank you rodney hey rodney autumn w thank you autumn mm-hmm. celeste m appreciate you celeste we do damien jackson Ooh, i am for real thank you damien joy m thank you joy kyle k i appreciate you kyle we do and that's everybody that was uh that was a lot of people thank you Just smile for me. Whatever you're in right now, smile for me. Smile. Can you just smile for me? <laughs> and the people say, oh, oh, oh. All right, all right. Let's talk about these five star reviews. Y'all left some. Yay. Got three on iTunes, two on Stitcher uh five stars wakanda by ek hines who says my go-to for all things black black power fist thank you black thank power you. fist emoji uh er lady says my favorite podcast oh five stars thank you karen and her husband are smart funny and secretly my auntie and uncle in my head so appreciate of all the work they do black guy who tips is where i go for insightful takes on current events and comedic relief during a long exhausting commute love you guys thank you thank you right back at you 
joey rich boway says first time long time and this you two are the shit now how'd they get that past the screeners i know that's uh-huh. what you're wondering they put dollar sign for the s and shit okay and exclamation point for the i and shit and that's how you do it so if you guys want to get some cussing through itunes you just got to disguise it okay right they're so, not that smart right so for those of you was like i sent one but i said nigga the regular way that no don't yeah know. they don't allow cussing on on uh out on itunes so. steve jobs is not a fan no he's not grace a left us a five-star review on stitcher you gotta leave stitcher reviews by going to the website stitcher.com yep you can search the blackout tips and then you can leave it there and they will send you an email to confirm that it was actually you that sent it so use your real email address or else we will never see the review (laughs) ever grace a says five stars i finally figured it out i've been trying to give the blackout tips five big ones (laughs) since i started listening to the podcast i have an android and was looking for the platforms to give y'all a galaxy of stars the tbgwt deserve there's so many ways this podcast touched my life it's real honest a real honest take on the world around us with an insightful humorous touch rod and karen are like being uh or having a great conversation with your friends over space game their passionate unapologetic takes on issues that not only affect pocs but other marginalized communities resonate uh resonates with uh through the audience and will have you joyfully thinking outside of your own box now i'm off to find ways to give them five stars on other platforms <laughs> thank you rod and karen for all your hard work and the joy that you bring with every podcast thank, thank you. you we appreciate it mm-hmm. uh gothic intellect said five stars fantasy progressive black and black i mean fantasy fantastic <laughs> fantasy <laughs> <laughs> what if they had fantasy podcast what would the stats be that would be fun i don't know like what would a touchdown be um anyway <laughs> fantastic progressive black and black show at least it didn't get called blavity blacks apparently that's bad i don't know i don't know what i don't know what means. it is exactly but i just now i don't know if i want to find out connotations on the internet means it's not good i don't know what to say uh wow so where do i begin i found this podcast i'm searching the word black on stitcher come through black come on <laughs> that's what we here for that's the only reason i wouldn't change the name that's but not right <laughs> it's the only reason so too many people found us by just typing in black, black in podcasts and then one of us uh, we'd be one of the ones that showed up and i'm so thankful stitcher delivered i love politics pop culture and most of all being black and this podcast is all of that combined y'all really have thought-provoking compassionate discussions while being funny as fuck and real as fuck this type of representation and presence is everything and if you're wondering whether or not it's worth trying out don't wait come for the comedy and the politics and opinion or news events others rarely talk about thank you thank you i appreciate it man i know the, the, the a lot of people i bet you we did a survey a bunch of people like yeah i found y'all by just typing in black and itunes or stitcher or whatever their podcast uh catcher app is and y'all popped up yeah i just want to say i sincerely appreciate all y'all leaving five star reviews this week um you know we do the show and it's not like in a vacuum we have a live chat room and stuff but i mean we never know how people are taking it and one of the best ways to determine if people really truly love your show is if they leave a review for it because the review is not for us necessarily Mm -mm. it's for other people who uh will find the show and go let me check out the most recent reviews on this oh wow people love this show let me check it out so you know we have an uphill battle selling this podcast because we're pretty much five days a week podcast we're long format you know 
we we really are looking for people that want to be committed to listening we're looking for people that you know you're sitting at your cubicle you got a long commute or whatever but you know it's hard to hit that button for a lot of people because it's like i don't know if i had that much time but right sometimes you you find something uh it's because of reviews that they find us correct all right we had a couple con we had let's do comments on the website the blackoutist.com we had a couple comments on episode 1634 speedy feedback uh anonymous says not that it should matter to anyone but just as a bit of chat i really like get out oh okay because i said i don't know why white people like get out so i think these are white people right okay the message was not spoon fed to me but by the end of the movie i was mouth agape and nodding with pain in my chest what i got from it was a horror of how white people have always consumed black bodies and minds and how for so many people it seems benign from the way that black musicians have been copied by white musicians to the way that white people want to enjoy urban fashions it is insidious that white people can't even recognize what they are doing i had a conversation with a co-worker one time about elvis i said i could never enjoy his music because he basically stole everything from his songs to his dance moves from black musicians he got rich and the people he got all who he got all his ideas from got nothing she said she never even thought of that and that sort of thing is basically the story of this country black people do excellent and amazing things for our society and instead of getting credit and compensation the work gets copied badly and they get nothing as a white person i found it enraging that white people have not been able to simply celebrate black greatness instead they need to own it and claim it as theirs that is the message i got from the film and that i already could reckon one that i already could recognize but done in such a brilliant way that the movie was creepy as hell too anyway i hope that i'm not totally off and i hope most of the white people who claim to love the movie got that what i got from it anyways that movie really hit me hard it was definitely not just a horror movie to me jordan peele created a masterful critique of society and history embedded in the scariest fuck and amazingly acted movie yeah i appreciate you writing in i agree um, and i i hope that more people viewed it like you but i really think a lot of people was like your co-worker they don't they unless somebody talks to them they never see the connection it's just interesting because even uh, one of those oscar people was like i like the film but then when they came in and, and daniel kaluuya started talking to us i felt like he was playing a race car and i'm like the film if you have a problem with quote unquote playing a race car what did you enjoy about the film the cool. film is a race car right <laughs> right uh and, mars oh go ahead no problem and um the uh sweetie uh you just happen to be a type of person that has an understanding and actually sees it's almost like white people's eyes have to be open and you know if you're blinded to something you literally cannot see it and until the scales fall off your eyes you cannot understand and you happen to be somebody that can see but a lot of people don't see so like you said you have somebody that said i enjoyed the movie but then when you get to the reason of why they can't explain it as etiquette as good as you can so then you're talking about he playing the race card it's like well then what did you see and what did you enjoy about this movie yeah also i mean i feel like if you're listening to this show you're probably already a white person that's a little more open to to that type of stuff you probably listen to other shows that kind of talk about it and all that stuff too like you're kind of probably on the spectrum of people that you know probably quote unquote could get it right but i think for a lot of people white people probably just thought it was a good horror movie yes you know and no no extra level of subtext beyond that just oh it was creepy uh marcy says i know nobody asked my opinion but i'm white so i have to give it lol (laughs) (laughs) but just a bit of chat i wanted to tell you guys uh, oh wait is this the same one uh let me see hold on oh no no okay it's different all right as a bit of chat i wanted to tell you guys i love get out hopefully other white people got the same out i watched the movie myself and 
oh no it is the same okay so one time it said anonymous and the other time it was her all right okay cool all right um and then the poll was when you're with your significant other do you hold hands in public this was about nothing i know i do uh the the answer is yes sometimes never and yes but not a lot because i figured nobody does it all the time like it's probably that's probably crazy but um yeah so yes sometimes 66 percent yes but not a lot 15 percent of people like we hold hands or not a lot and 19 percent never like don't hold my hand nigga <laughs> i'm an affectionate person so yes i hold your hand brooklyn shoebag says yes my honey and i hold hands when we're out walking but most of the time we're in a car he does it mostly out of affection and for lack of a better word possession it's his way of showing <laughs> i know what she's saying though right. I, I do too i'm laughing but i get it a form of ownership you know and it's also a form of thing too because uh patriarchy in the way it's designed you also do that so other other men quote unquote won't come trying to talk to you look i'm a, don't even come over here yeah i just think uh which is sad but yeah I, I mean i just think um in society there is like a level of ownership that people have of each other that's kind of what marriage is to a certain extent mm-hmm. but the um, ownership normally goes men to women it's never reverse like like a woman owns her man you like you won't see people saying that um i i'm gonna say th- the way that i'm talking about it feels like it kind of goes both ways okay um because i've also seen the like that's if someone were to approach or show interest in a man i've seen women kind of be a little bit more like affectionate and possessive like hey this my man now y'all bitches know (laughs) y'all better back the fuck up right like and i'm not this is not a judgment thing i'm just saying i think that's just how society is y'all can judge society of course for it but you know i think marriage is kind of a consensual quote-unquote ownership like yes i'm your person and you're my person and if you didn't want to be that person's person then y'all wouldn't be married or in a relationship or whatever and obviously there's different types of relationships or different ways to correct to carry out but holding hands can be a thing of i'm holding your hand to let people know you're mine you're under my protection because society does recognize men as like a woman with like men will street harass a woman by herself but not if she's with a man right you know so i even uh, if it's nothing there for the fact right. that she has a, a male presence around her they have are are under the assumption that, that that's a relationship yeah and it's and if you say like possession i think there's a loaded term so most people think of it as like possessive and jealous and owners owning and things of that nature but i think there's a range of consensual like emotional ownership and possession yeah, I agree. of i'm yours and i'm okay with that right for men and women you know what i mean but that's a whole nother world of shit that i don't feel like getting into <laughs> correct uh yes uh, she says during my first last four years of my marriage my ex completely emotionally withdrew which included those little touches we take for granted the shoulder squeeze the elbow hold when you're walking up the stairs um i'm not gonna air out my ex-husband too much but withdrawing instead of telling me straight up he was through with me was p- super painful when i first started dating my new guy he reached out so casually to touch me i'd flinch because i've been unaccustomed to touching right that's very understandable miss ct says i've been married for seven years and we're about 50 50 for holding hands in public if we're on a date night when the mood is more romantic and holding hands like an arms comes naturally but we're shopping and running errands not so much because we have things things to do thanks y'all yep so 66 percent said they do it sometimes 15 percent yes not a lot and never 19 percent. so that's a good poll 
didn't think we'd get uh that much interaction off that i know such a range but that's yeah. very random yeah i do i i hold hands with roderick a lot mm-hmm screlly going to jelly was <laughs> episode 1635 um <laughs> that name <laughs> uh we got uh how many comments was this we got uh four comments so let's get into these and then of course we got the poll which um let me see how many we got in the poll um two comments all right so we got a lot of interaction on this episode right. all right let's do it um alright so we got this from D. Ramsey PH Dunn she said Tameric Johnson uh, Tameric Johnson has snatched all my edges and my scalp I pops flavor and I drip sauce yes be the Kanye to my Kim I need you to match my fly check him out on Instagram at glitter goon with two N's and Jay Full says I heard your name on the show so many times I never realized it was spelled PH Dunn congratulations <laughs> <laughs> yeah. D. to Ph. Done. She's done with that PhD. Come on. Uh, Jay Fool says regarding the Tiffany Haddish, I feel the same way about Tiffany Haddish as I feel about a lot of black comedians slash creators when they blow up. I always worry that people will be laughing at them, but not with them. Obviously, that could totally be cool. They could totally be cool with people laughing at them, but I always wonder what if they're thinking everybody is sweet and it's hurt and it hurts their feelings when they find out. That being said. I keep these thoughts to myself and I never let my fears keep me from rooting for them to, to have as much success as possible. Well, that last sentence is the most important part of that sentence. The second thing is, I don't think when we're talking about like 38 year old Tiffany Haddish, she's stupid enough to think that, um, to not know the difference. Right. And maybe this is just the way I view it. You got to have a certain level of tough skin. Like you almost have to as a form of self protection um doing comedy and so uh most of them uh you know not that, not that comedians feelings don't get hurt but for the book for the most part the stuff that these people are doing they like okay you know i'm making money like this is my thing this is what i do yeah um i guess for me it's like um i think whether white people are laugh at or with at some point that's either in our heads or something that's out of our control correct and so i don't want to obsess about something i can't control um and i don't worry about an artist getting their feelings hurt um for the most part i know Chappelle said that but i'm not 100 percent convinced that that's why Chappelle quit that comedy central gig you know but um even with Chappelle, like it's still like he made a choice you know so i just root for people to do their thing and and i try to keep that shit out of the discussion because um you know people can be really negative and i don't want to add any more on somebody's plate that's already just trying to live you know right um i just feel like we as black people we do that to to each other so fucking much and it's just like i don't i don't know what the responsible line to stop and let people be just healthy and sane and they not hurting nobody so can we just like let them cook Uh, that's how i feel it might not be my thing i might not care for it it might not be you know the genre that i prefer but as far as i'm concerned as long as you're not being harmful to people as long as you're not being anti-black like that's why i draw my line you can just do whatever you want to do and i'll let your ass live 
yep uh regarding Joel's gun as far as santana goes i imagine he might be one of those celebs that always has a gun around but never in their possession he came up in the hip-hop era so i can uh hip-hop cop era so i can totally see him not always having the gun physically on his person and probably forget that being said i feel like he might have come out better saying oh shit i forgot the gun was in the bag and trying to leverage his credibility his celebrity uh to get a lesser penalty in the moment then running yes I now agree. i bet the judge gonna throw the book at him hopefully the paperwork on the gun is legal and up to date because mm-hmm, you ran yeah hopefully he got a good lawyer he'll be fine hopefully falcons diva says when are the masses going to start the common can't keep a woman narrative ha <laughs> i might be out there it might I'm, it might be out there but i don't see it like we see with women that's true common i'm gonna start i'm starting it falcons diva we we doing it together we let's say calvin is the holly berry of men okay he can't keep a woman we just need him to be crazy that's what the problem is he ain't done enough quote-unquote crazy stuff i don't i don't really think holly berry that crazy i don't i don't think i feel like people just say that because she's fine and they jealous regarding tiffany haddish i'm so tired of folks being concerned about the white gaze admittedly i was there when i was younger it was drilled into me when i was at a and t and things not to uh the things not to do around white folks i had to represent the race well it wasn't long before i realized that there was nothing i could do to make them respect the race Mm -mm. they might think i'm special but they would never believe they will believe whatever they wanted to about the race that's true that's that's the thing that's the ultimate realization and that's where you get your freedom is look it don't even if you are excellent or tiffany haddish were to be a different way they would just think she was different they would never stop and be like why do i feel black people are inferior to me they would never take that next step it doesn't matter how many of us quote-unquote act right it doesn't matter what type of english you speak or what type of antics you do or what kind of comedy you do or no one black person is capable of erasing uh white supremacy and racism so we should never put that burden on any black person you know and we all have it drilled into us it's all there like we should constantly be trying to unlearn and unwork that shit because upholding that is so unhealthy for us in my opinion yeah and it comes at the detriment of a lot of uh black people a lot of black people drive themselves insane at their job drive themselves insane in their social life they just going crazy by the white gaze and a lot of times white folks ain't even worried about us mm-hmm. like truth be told we were like we worried about their gaze and they're they a lot of times we're the furthest thing from their minds dog they'll have you out here hating your own people dog right like straight up they'll have you out here hating your own people trying to trying to impress them and that ain't cool Mm-mm, and they'll never accept and they'll never will accept you because the thing is you can't accept me and not my people it don't work like that look at michael Steele. tell me he didn't play everything the quote-unquote right way and he like a damn fool over there like they gonna think the same thing about him they think about tiffany haddish come on um so yeah she goes on to say um and add that to my give a care levels being inversely proportioned to the time my time here on earth and now these folks get all my blackness just the other day my coworker was talking about how ryan coogler needed to learn how to speak and asking why ava didn't give him some pointers before letting him speak in pub to the public i wanted to fight her then i remember how i used to be i cut her some slack and tried to educate the youngster yeah i mean that's how it's weird because i have that level of empathy for people that's going through that shit and I don't i'm not gonna let you drag me down with you and i'll never validate the things you're saying but i would love for you to examine what parts of that come from uh anti-blackness that you would 
you know be so uncomfortable by the way ryan coogler talks but like say if uh if one of these white actors did a, a interview and they were talking in their english accent or some cockney shit we would just be like oh that's their culture we would never stop to be like well why is he trying to speak i mean he speaks uh this way on the film but he speaks differently when we would we'd be okay with that yeah we yeah we wouldn't it's one of the things that, like i said and that's the difference in the personality because i can feel you by getting angry and like i said some people's personality is more of let's talk about it and then some people's personality are like oh okay you're 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 i'm gonna say ignorant but but you're just saying dumb shit and i'm not here to educate you yeah even the um defensiveness that some of us get about the black people who we feel grew up with anti-blackness or that special snowflake syndrome where we we want to shut them down and send them away and keep them from talking to us and call them names and stuff like that even that's somewhat anti-blackness yes it is it's all levels to this shit like even even my rejection of them because i feel i fear their rejection of me that's also part of the problem that has to be solved it can't just be on the it's not just on their side that's how people treat it though they're like oh it's your side you you grew up around white people or whatever and you look at me you think i'm ghetto and you ain't no better you ain't no different than these white people blah blah and that may be true they may have grown up like that and maybe they're trying to work out of that but also there are some of us that look at them and we immediately go well because of that i'm gonna treat you like shit and you know and it does it's just like a, a self-perpetuating problem it'll always exist until someone breaks the barrier and be like look i don't have a problem with your blackness right right you know? and, and that's and that's the thing it's hard to get people to get to the point whatever like when i say i root for all black people i really mean all black people yes they're black people that got problems and issues and black people that i don't agree with the shit they do but i don't wish no hurt or harm or danger upon them you know um and there are a lot of black people that in variation the levels of blackness there's some black people that go i love my blackness and yours there's some black people that go i only love my blackness you know it, it, and it varies across the spectrum there are black people that have been brought up and i'm black y'all i'm black in the black household there are black people that have been raised in whiteness but i am the type of person that i and i guess because i never questions people's blackness i just say your blackness is whatever your blackness is and my thing is as long as you aren't anti-black i don't have a problem with you the poll was do you believe that radio argument was a prank gone wrong yes they were just playing a prank and messed up no they intended to ambush her and lied to cover it up 95 percent of them think they intended to, to ambush her and lied to cover it up five percent think it was just a prank and and they messed up i don't think it's a prank um because uh if you actually go back and listen to the interview particularly at the beginning when they was talking to her she was like something about this don't feel right what is y'all doing like you could tell that she really didn't have any idea what was about to happen and as the interview went on she got aggressively and aggressively angrier which was valid because she was like this was not what i was expecting yeah i think it's just obvious she wasn't in on the shit because they had to take a fucking week off that wasn't planned like you can people you know people are so cynical these days they'll be like everything is a fucking fraud nothing's real but nigga taking them five days off ain't nobody think that was gonna happen because they interview you can get the fuck out of my face and it wasn't like a friday it was a fucking thursday 
then they did the response with the all women panel like friday and then they had to take a whole week off yeah they not okay like i'm sure they'll be back monday or whatever but they i mean that kind of shit lingers Capadon- right oh, and it also messes up the chemistry that's what i mean when i say it lingers okay yeah you gotta show back up to work and you'd be like oh i'm now is a hostile working environment now i gotta keep my eye on y'all niggas and now i gotta question everything you do now i gotta question your motives i always gotta look at you funny it fucks up the chemistry and the dudes are playing the dude one dude is playing the victim himself so it's it's almost like they're trying to control the narrative correct Capadonna says can i say it's both yes it was a prank but it was a terrible premise for a prank this is a terrible joke by vulgar ignorant dudes who are willing to embarrass and i hate to use the word trigger their their women woman colleagues over private matter for the sake of clicks and views a venn diagram of discussing sexism and desperation for ratings well i don't know if you can say it's both because um it's only a prank to because the way put it this way i don't think you can say it's both no i think you it's one or the other right i think they can be thinking to themselves it's a prank but they 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 just because they call it that doesn't make it a prank right you know a prank would be either everybody's in on it or to me a prank is something where um you know you go at some point you go ah we was just fucking with you and nobody now, ever said that well i think the part that people like to skip over in this whole thing is once she walked off the air those dudes stayed on the air with that woman and then made it all about how she walked out the air and she must be insecure and like they didn't go oh we was just fucking with her i can't believe she got mad it was just babe come back we were just joking it that's a prank to me right. like if you've ever seen a prank tv show there's always a moment after where even after the person gets heated they're like oh just we were just fucking with you man none of us believe that like you know we ashton kusher comes out from the back or whatever you know and you go oh okay that was a, a elaborate setup i don't think this was that and i think i i don't know how people can feel that that's what, what happened but maybe y'all listen to the show and y'all don't want to believe those guys are quote-unquote bad guys that and the thing is just because the dude say it was a prank don't mean like you said it don't mean it was a prank and it's one of those things where you know some people just take their word for it but i'm like you i've seen and heard prank shit done before not at any period of time did somebody go well oh this was a joke not at any period of time did the other lady that come on was she in there going to prank too because you know if this was a prank all three of them should have been in on the prank but only the two co-hosts was was in on the prank nobody else was in on the prank this doesn't make any sense to me and my thing is this this is a professional radio station professional you, you do this shit monday through friday i'm assuming five days a week y'all have probably done pranks before or something to this extent or if you haven't this, this is not the first time you should be doing a prank on your co-workers you you should do something a little differently and my thing is the way she responded and the way they responded after she left in my opinion let me know that there was no not at any period of time listen to that did i hear the ha 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 moment i didn't hear the the joke the laughter nobody says we're just kidding you know come back you know oh she in on it i didn't hear any of that so in my mind i'm not here for the pranking um yeah that that's basically how i feel like you can't have um you can't have both ways on this one it just it's not it doesn't line up 
that you know yeah because a lot of people talking you wouldn't want that shit done to you. <clears throat> a lot of people talking you show up at your job your boss or your co-workers pull a quote-unquote prank on you and everybody in it on but, it but you that but nobody wants a regular prank thrown on them that's not even a point correct like, like i'm not talking about that i'm saying this was not a prank prank should not even really be in the discussion i only said it because that was their reasoning to cover up in the background but 95 percent of the people that took this poll was like nah because i i don't i don't and i'm with the 95 percent it's just it's it's kind of ridiculous to act like they were all in on it or she wasn't in on it and then they were joking because then they never they never let up you know you have to have that moment afterwards where you're like we were just joking uh, you know i didn't know she was gonna get so mad like that's what you have to say he did he never says that they go she knew about she knew she was coming on the air they told us 30 minutes before that's still not that's still not the same no it's not y'all also had that woman's back and were amping it up and talking shit about your coworker. that also isn't the same as this is a prank so i don't believe them miss ct says this is a hurtful joke going exactly how they wanted it to go with the exception of her quitting on the air they wanted drama they wanted discussion on social media they wanted attention whatever the cost was to include the lady getting hurt and embarrassed they did not care they are ignorant and should be removed yeah i guess they'll be back monday they'll probably see what their ratings look like they'll probably have to talk about it on the air then of course um uh episode 13 i mean 1636 bigotry is expensive was the title of this one we got uh three comments and what do we do in the polls we got one comment in the poll all right cool not bad not bad at all um let's let this page load for a second <laughs> scroll on down moving kind of slow yeah so now to do that all right uh neptune says neptune 800 i'm sorry says thank you for your info regarding georgia senate bill 375 keep the faith in adoption and foster care act i live in senator liggins district and made sure to call and give my thoughts regarding this legislative hate while reading the bill i stumbled across another bill he introduced bill 339 has to do with speech at colleges it basically compels colleges and universities in georgia to provide speaking opportunities for bigots and hate groups under the guise of free speech it also was to be a punitive bill for inter- in- interrupters of those speakers while those provisions have been removed the georgia senate passed the bill and now goes before the georgia house of reps i will be calling my representative tomorrow shit is getting crazy down here right sound like the coke brothers is all putting their money in your state too because that's what happened here they they put that we start having stupid ass laws that nobody ever asked for or cared about until right we didn't even know. fucking vote for and all of a sudden you're like what the fuck why y'all having a 3 a.m fucking session you wake up at six and you be like how did the bill pass and nobody fucking heard about it good good luck classic r&b lover says hi rider karen another casualty of the push to ban gay couples from adopting is that just as gay couples take older children uh and lgbtq children they also take non-white children and are open to adopting siblings it's a damn shame that loving gay couples are being denied children when they are so often willing to provide homes and love to the children most other prospective parents don't want right and like and one big thing you said they take siblings so a lot of times you see a brother and sister a lot of people were like well i only want one like they're they're not willing to take the two and the threes you know and breaking the breaking up children amani says karen went blind and now she's turned into a where my hug at type stay strong rod i'm sure payback will be forthcoming <laughs> not sure what that's in reference to but i hear you 
uh, uh probably when you was uh uh talking about who was at the uh uh the uh, uh noodle place and uh oh. not scared the white women should beyonce take jay-z with her on tour yes that's her husband no i just want to see her or a child i can't afford them tickets either way <laughs> 59 percent of y'all said child i can't afford them tickets either way so now back to the, the other people yes that's her husband 25 percent. no i just want to see her 16 percent. so mostly other people that can go see it most of them say yeah take your husband i'm fine yeah see my thing is people be like i don't want to take her husband on tour but do you know that nigga be cheating if she don't take him we gotta watch him every time we get y'all he just freshly got this new common sense about him i don't trust him as far as i can throw him uh dark really dark night says the subtle shade in this poll question is uh, is so good well done once again rod um i don't know what the shade was really i mean unless you think i'm shading jay-z but that's really for the people on twitter to do um <laughs> and honey and they do a lot of it don't worry about it they got plenty of it out there and my thing is this uh husband and wife duos and other genres go around all the time what's the difference yeah sunny and share i don't know right i'm surprised they didn't really put a whole album out together at some point hey, that who, might be coming who knows Maybe that, they announced that before the tour that's what i'm assuming it'll it'll be like outcast a side b side like you'd be double disc uh koki says i'm so tired of bruno mars is still in black music argument that i voted with my wallet i bought two cds well i'm giving them to my mom but that isn't the point i'll I'll be able to have the digital copies bruno isn't pat boone he isn't elvis he isn't even justin timberlake the little guy is a great entertainer who always gives credit where it's due like bonnie Raitt. let him cook or spend your money with artists that you like how about that come on steph s says oh my god the guest to race this time was too much when rod had to pause and say trontavious i had the exact same reaction as karen why is we playing <laughs> i damn near fell out and was laughing so hard at work that several of my colonizer co-workers were checking to see if i was okay as always you guys get me through the work week both at the job and in transit keep up the good work popping that flavor and dripping that sauce hey we'll keep popping flavor drip sauce um classic r&b lover says the story of the black woman who discovered she was white was sad how desperate do you have to be uh to be in the proximity of whiteness that you a woman who is clearly black to delude yourself into believing both your parents are white it is so clear her birth mother's husband wasn't her father and that her racist half siblings want nothing to do with her yet she persists knowing that there is no way black people would have been allowed to adopt a white child in the south back then means nothing because the taste of whiteness means so much imagine being that unhappy with who you are and what you want to be embraced by people who call you nigger i mean i will say this that's not the kindest interpretation of what happened but i understand where you're coming from i don't really i mean i didn't buy her book so i don't really know what her motivation is i can uh understand that someone that is like if you're being adopted or something to a family there may be a longing to know where i come from who my other family is stuff like that i don't think that's so far-fetched and i don't necessarily know that that means i long to be white or to be part of whiteness she may i mean she's old too so she may have just kind of you know now that her parents have passed or you know her 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 parents who raised her maybe she felt like 
this will be a time where i can explore this without being offensive to them and just kind of see like what what is the story what happened you know um and she just happened to i mean they would sound like the worst possible white people to possibly even be related to on any way even even if that was the case you know but i mean because even if nothing else that was her birth mother so it's not like she was complete like she may not see that's the thing she may not have she may have been raised as a quote-unquote black child but she was biracial and that that was a part of her family as far as her lineage i don't know i didn't i wouldn't find it so outlandish for her to want to know what's the story and reconnect with some of them but it just sucks that uh it turned out to be those white people right um takima uh says sarin uh the sarin sensei woman who was the one talking about um what she said she was the one talking about bruno mars this time started up sarin actually uses sensei ashitimasu as a nickname on twitter because it's a quote from one of her favorite movies pacific rim it's something mako says a stacker it's not appropriating wrong uh because if you go by the definition she presents of appropriation the it's still japanese sensei means teacher in japanese so it's not like you can say like it's not some gobbledygook like oh they just made that up the then that just means that pacific rim got it out of official japanese and then she used it as her name because she liked it in a movie it the 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 whole appropriation argument of you can't be using other shit from other cultures it still applies there i don't believe in that so i don't have a problem with her i think it sounds a little bit hypocritical but she clearly don't give a fuck about that shit she's hot fire she out here saying whatever she comes to her mind when it comes to this shit and people give her attention for it and i think that seems to be more the point than uh whether or not she's right or wrong or can uh there will be any change for this all black people are not gonna abandon bruno mars because a person on twitter um think doesn't like him you know what i mean so uh but yeah that's absolutely the same shit so i don't like this no <laughs> there's no there's no two ways about that shit <laughs> well i got it from a movie which got it from japan oh okay yeah okay yeah i did call myself some shit okay cool um imagine that's what bruno said i saw actually i didn't i don't even like these uh r&b uh groups that y'all say i'm stealing from i actually just saw a good episode uh i saw a movie called uh back to the future <laughs> i saw i saw a movie called <laughs> i just, listen i would i just saw a tv show uh and it just happened to have some people dancing on it come on they were special guests of scooby-doo and i said mm, i think i'm gonna try to do that um anyway um the poll was are y'all tired of the bruno mars argument yet yes 76 percent nah i'm still into it two percent of people still want to talk about it and i appreciate the honesty by the way a lot of people ain't honest about how they like these tired ass arguments and man a lot of people do 22 percent of y'all went eh, like i give or take i guess now let me just add this to this okay this is why the walking dead is so realistic we still fighting about bruno mars but y'all expect them not to be fighting about if they can kill somebody in the zombie apocalypse after nine seasons come on maybe y'all the one with the problem 
uh comments say uh liz says i absolutely think cultural appropriation is real as fuck and needs to be discussed but in this case i feel like the anger is misplaced as it always ends up being about society preferring black culture from non-black people which is valid rather than bruno himself disrespecting the culture like uh a molly wearing what she thinks is blackness for an album or iggy's vocal blackface i don't even check for him like that and even i know he said there would be no bruno mars if it wasn't for what black people created isn't that what we always say we want from non-black people to acknowledge that what they that when they do hip-hop or r&b so when what so then what's the issue with him as an individual if he gives credit where the credit's due and has mostly black people on his team without treating them like props i'm gonna tell you what the issue is he has been able to benefit from our culture without necessarily sharing in the exact same black american pain and there's a jealousy in that there's a resentment in that and even if he acknowledges that privilege there's certain black people that will always be that petty and that jealous to be like you can't play in my sandbox the problem is those black people have no fucking power you know because and it's not their fault either it's ultimately none of us has the power to make white people not like black shit from not black people right you know it's the same reason people don't you know people hate on ta-nehisi coates it's the same reason they you know they hate on Issa ray it's the same reason motherfuckers turn on tiffany haddish it's always the same i see the patterns coming every time i'm like mm-hmm. eventually people gonna fold because i can't believe quote-unquote white people are enjoying this person and now i feel like they need to be taken down a peg and that's kind of what happened with him i don't think even the people that are necessarily being critical of of these folks i don't even think they've done that level of introspection to to say it the way i just said it no to be like i'm just kind of jealous of the fact that they get to kind of do their thing and white people let them because they know that that'll make them sound petty they people don't like to sound jealous people don't people don't like to be dismissed they know that we'll dismiss them once we go yeah well okay so you're just jealous fuck it i'm moving on right like why are we talking right right so yeah it's you know and then of course with the wokes it's kind of like branding right like Mm-hmm. i gotta have something to say about the most popular person and blah 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 you know it's i remember when beyonce dropped her album the formation joint you know i mean fucking woke people i read they had a critique of how her feminism wasn't good enough how she's just a she's too much of a capitalist you know as if one person can reform the entire system of fucking the way people make money in america it was just, they just heap everything on her and why because she's at the top because these same people be standing for yes queen rihanna woo riri oh i love this fenty all this shit and you're like oh you just don't like this one person so you apply a different level of rules to them that you wouldn't apply to other people so it is what it is but you know niggas always gonna have something to say uh lakita says no comment just an amen to lynn that was well put yeah and and for the record like i said i understand the offense when there are people that uh quote unquote interlope like a uh iggy or molly or something but at the same time even with them like they're they don't give props to anyone they you know iggy comes in and says i'm saving the game i'm bringing real hip-hop back shit like that i get why people are like fuck her you know bruno comes comes out and he's like nah these people came before me and stuff and these are the quote-unquote rules that people clearly lay out for people that come into the culture and you see that doesn't matter which is which kind of i'm not gonna do this but it makes me want to throw the whole fucking point away 
to be honest and that maybe that's just my anger at the fact that people can't quote unquote stay on topic but right if you can't if you can't admit that you're saying basically your ultimate dream vision of of the world is no one other than black people can do certain types of art and and you don't apply that to everyone everywhere then i feel like you're a bit of a hypocrite you know when i see people do the like i said i don't remember y'all getting mad about fucking wu-tang you know i don't see nobody calling out lupe fiasco for that shit he doing practicing samurai swords and dressing like fucking uh yohi mitsu and shit like nobody calls him out for that shit you know like uh we we just kind of go oh he's a worldly person that's fine like that he's into that thing and that's dope for him you know but for somehow somehow we always end up in this discussion and i think it's just because i live in a really black circle online it's 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 some black people that's always on some like it's just us nobody else and i'm like that's so unrealistic i'm not gonna choose to live with that standard because i don't want to join you in your misery right and the world is bigger than that and some things aren't fair and some things aren't right but to an extent a lot of cultures uh particularly when it comes to music appropriate in some way shape form or fashion you Mm -hmm. know you listen to a lot of people and they'll tell you even even a lot of black artists they'll tell you that they've listened to rolling stones or whoever it is and they picked up things from this and picked up things from that and crossed it over i mean hip-hop started from us taking other music and and literally reformatting it it was it wasn't even music we play it wasn't like i'm i'm gonna play these drums the way that i heard these drums and then i'm gonna do no nah, i'm gonna take the drums from this song i'm gonna take the break from this song i'm gonna scratch it i'm gonna remix it and that is the most beautiful art that has defined my life i don't i don't want to exist in this world where the influences that we have are supposed to remain within some boundary that's fucking stupid to me correct that's the exact opposite of art to me that that's not art that's you know but i feel like that makes a good argument on the social media it makes good attention it gets people fighting and that's why people still have the same fights over and over but i don't want to live in that world no you know if the cost of um if the cost of black people having great art is you have some people like iggy azalea and you have a miley cyrus and you have uh i don't know robin thick or whatever the fuck justin timberlake but we also have a bruno mars you know like i'm okay with that you know because i think our art is excellent and it should affect the world it should make people do it they trying to ban hip-hop in china and they can't right that's beautiful to me that's revolution to me so i don't i don't have the same uh the same presumptions that some of these other folks have and they're allowed to have those i'm not really here to debate it just i think it sounds silly uh the last episode we didn't get any comments it was just our review of the walking dead i'm sure we didn't get comments because nobody watches it anymore uh the poll was <laughs> who would you like to see redeemed the most dwight or eugene or kill them both dwight 13 percent of y'all would like to see dwight redeemed six and a half percent of y'all say eugene so very low and 81 percent of y'all basically say kill them both which is the camp i'm in i think they're both gonna die we got some emails let's get to oh, these shit now miss smart writes in karen rod i have gotten great response from the tbgwt audience so much so that i upped the number to 10 unfortunately oh, i couldn't take more than that right now so i just wanted to thank you guys and your audience as well as let folks know i'm beyond capacity 
tps thanks miss mark thank you and uh yeah appreciate you guys being so active and interactive mm-hmm. bambi writes in dear sir vitamins and queen karen i love this podcast so much you two have reignited the f- oh wait let me move this over here you guys have you two have reignited the fire in my belly to write about race and comedy i'm in toronto right now and later today i'll be talking about tbgwt at a round table on the cultural competencies in black media at the society of cinema and media studies oh shit nigga we at the round table that sounds fancy i'll be i'll be rocking i know do you put your pinky up when you drink your drink i'll be rocking my new tvgwt shirt for for the presentation you and karen are absolute black treasures oh thank you thank you uh uh real and honesty and so damn funny um i'm I'm afraid i might sound a little matt damon-esque here but not all black academics are about jockeying for the spotlight being the highlander or talking to each other rather than talking and listening to a broader audience you know what um absolutely i understand that i mean obviously the ones we talk about on the show are gonna be a handful of people that we've known through media lenses and that's why we know them as being famous but right if we're keeping it you know all the keeping it a buck i mean we have so many people that listen i mean ph dunn uh prof Corey, uh prof lch um you like we have a lot of people in black academia that mm-hmm. uh you know that work um, a lot of women you know so the spotlight doesn't always shine on them e- even if they wanted it to um right. but now nah, there's a ton of people doing work within black academia and we need it like i i don't want it we all need each other you know what i'm saying like that's that's my belief system we all need each other so it's never as simple as i don't like this genre of black people i like i kind of like i get the jokes i'm not gonna try to knock people for making jokes but you know the disdain people feel for like oh the blavity blacks and the the this type of black and the that we need each other i would like for us all to kind of wake up to that unity and be together that's very unrealistic that's probably the closest thing i have to a religion of i believe in some shit that's so uh unrealistic but i really do believe that we'd be better served if everybody was working more together and black black academics have affected our lives they've they've laid the foundation in many cases for people that just be on like twitter like there's a lot of people that are basically imitating your favorite black academic uh you know there's still you know there's there's people that want to be uh james baldwin of video games and comic books Mm -hmm. on social media right Right. now and that's because that blueprint was laid down they had the original job of explaining what black people are and our worth and who we what we do to whiteness in mass to start like the uh after slavery like even before slavery you know you you had like these were the people frederick douglas and stuff being like let me we are smart we are as capable of you as you we are sophisticated as you this is our plight this is the what this is the conundrum we're in in this country this is us explaining it and we still need that to this day this is is the the same way that we need activists the same way we need politicians right the same way we need cops the same like in every single instance of whether it's an institution whether it's uh uh 
just a, a a way of life or whatever we need black people brown people allies we still need each other because that's the only way things gonna happen from outside and within you know it can't no one person can do it by themselves and no one genre of people have it all figured out because because we're not a monolith and none of us is that one like we don't represent all genres right so um absolutely man we i i i I have never thought to myself that all black academics are this way no but i will always make the jokes about the 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 black highlander um black academics uh you know like cornell west and michael eric dyson i know taking each other out and also the thing about the black academics and we talked about it y'all are the ones that are doing these surveys that they've never done before we finally got a survey after 200 years that guess what black people get ptsd for living in the ghetto oh you know what black people are affected by not having good enough health care oh you know what yeah like, y'all are the ones that are pushing these surveys getting this funding putting these numbers out there for people to actually see you know how to do the research you know how to speak the language because that's the thing you have to know how to speak a certain language and that language is 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 a proximity to whiteness but you happen to know how to speak that language to get them to see to get people to open up their eyes to get the laws to change because you have the numbers and statistics and facts to change these things and not at any period of time for most of you not at any period of time do you try to shy away from your blackness because if you did a lot of these studies wouldn't even come out yeah i think there's just so much distrust and um that and there's so much like the division so people start immediately being like oh you one of them type of blacks but like nigga black people do everything we do we literally do everything there's like so um you know and and like i said we need we do need people in these spaces like i know Coates isn't necessarily a black academic as you know since he didn't graduate college and doesn't have phd and all this shit and a lot of that there's a lot of class that comes along with that type of accomplishment there's a lot of um all kinds of there like i understand it ain't all good and to able, be able to make it up in uh the ranks of black academia normally kind of entitled it, it has some privilege to it it has some entitlement to it especially to be one of those media darling type niggas it definitely got some to it but all that to be said i need those niggas in a room talking to these white folks about that shit right i need them writing in these fucking publications that i don't read come on i need them writing about it from a perspective of somebody that can humanize us the same reason i felt strongly about um black panther or about certain like certain media reach moonlight reaches me in a different way than say like um i don't know black dynamite like i need that we all need that we have someone has to make the case you know and effectively this is this is what people do where they're at so i appreciate that right and also uh like you said to keep it 100 a lot of times black academics those that are out there that are doing these things on black people's behalf y'all are voice for the voiceless because it's a lot of people who have been saying a lot of things and a lot of you are connected to the black community so y'all can rise and bring these things to people's attention that otherwise never will be heard in these platforms and in these circles yeah also we just don't have sometimes we don't have a perspective as black people living our day-to-day lives um and we don't always have the um methods to make the case now i'm not saying we don't have we're very sophisticated we have intelligent thoughts all that shit but i'm saying like if i'm living in a neighborhood and lead is poisoning me i might not have the proper perspective to extrapolate that out to my entire community to a state 
through the country to the world about economic racism and environmental uh racism i may not be able to do that but someone who has those tools who knows how to translate that who knows how to study that we need that person that person is very valuable because without that person the case don't get made and we'll we all see every week a new study black people was right about some shit and i feel like we can't be waiting on white people to study this shit so we need as many black people making the case and and kind of studying the long-term effects of things as possible uh some of us just want to encourage others rather than um oh wait i'm sorry some of us just want to encourage folks to think about how racism sexism classism xenophobia transphobia and homophobia are so deeply ingrained in american culture and of course american media we're teaching the next generation of media makers and we want them to think about what they can put into the world to be part of a solution instead of part of the problem i believe comedy can do so to get people to consider perspectives that they might not otherwise be open to if they were just being told it in a uh straight and serious way yeah that's true uh comedy is a powerful discursive tool the notion attributed to multiple sources from Je- uh george bernard shaw and joe orton to my eighth grade english teacher miss roscoe uh that if one gets the audience laughing then while their mouths are open they can shove in the truth it seems quite applicable here (laughs) 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 (laughs)
gonna do my dissertation on guess the race i'm like all right well hey good luck player okay <laughs> i didn't know they was letting people do this me either i'm like the game has changed but also i, I but i'm also so honored when you guys do that it's yes it, i'll never get over when people are like yeah i wrote this thing about y'all and i got this grade or i put this in my paper or i did this presentation i'm just like holy shit we're in a presentation i know right and i still had the same feeling from episode one of just being uh in a room with my wife talking shit that's all we've been doing <laughs> dog miss <laughs> jojo writes in for the last email says thank you i already gave my five-star review a while back but i wanted to say thank you again to you and karen for everything you do thank you for sharing your experiences with us thank you for being an example for who you are just as you are is the best way to be and thank you for exposing us to all the best people in the best podcast i listen to tvgwt and tvgwt adjacent podcasts to get me through my crazy work day i recently changed jobs and they don't allow me to wear my earbuds during the work but they play this ratchet ass light rock radio that is the worst i really not play nothing oh if i can't listen to my headphones y'all gotta turn that shit off that that's everybody gotta be miserable that's my thing like if y'all don't allow me to if, if you have a job that don't like headphones like look we just gonna be silently tapping on keyboards because i don't want to hear that bullshit either and you know why it's really the worst y'all why it's really the worst because after a while you start liking them songs that's how that's of what happened course, to me because it's on the loop that's what happened to me man next i didn't know who i was i had a shop uh, uh, uh electrical engineering class um at high school and um we go in there and be soldering all this shit and stuff and this motherfucker would throw on that soft rock Ugh! by the end i'll be like <laughs> i'll be singing the fucking corny ass songs oh man call me space cowboy yes <laughs> call me maurice i was like what is happening to me <laughs> what is happening that's, to me that's how they get you oh my god what a terrible time um anyway. you're recognizing in the elevator you'll be at right. a hop you'll be like i know this song Layla, you got me on my knee where's this coming from <laughs> yeah i didn't grow up to this throw some old chuck public enemy um, <laughs> you'll be partying uh i know it's office terror i know it's office terrorism correct so on my lunch break this week while listening to you guys while with miss mars your guest she briefly mentioned helping some people who are interested in changing careers i took her info hit her up half expecting her to have way too many people who had did the same but she responded she gave me feedback on my resume a lot of helpful information don't have multiple job offers uh like her yet but i have received emails from several recruiters who reviewed my newly revised resume and want to meet with me oh shit that's what i'm talking about so thank you again Ryder Karen, for having guests like miss smart on your podcast i would be in a hostile free workplace again soon yes come on i I think you will be okay we're gonna get you up out of that soft rock hell come on you know (laughs) I mean, I'm not anti-soft rock, but yeah, if 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 I can't wear my headphones, nobody listen to no music. There's nothing worse than a, when a song by like you're not supposed to like a song, or you don't want to like a song, but you end up liking the song anyway, mm-hmm. and then Partic- and now you can't get it out your head. Particularly in the food service industry, because you're there like hours and hours and hours on end, and particularly if they do like the satellite station, they just loop songs, and you be like, God damn, this is the eight hundredth time I've heard this song. We just did it on the pregame, but um. Tariq Nasheed, the the hotel podcast dude, mm-hmm. he came out with a song by Mink Slide yes! called "It's Time," and uh, 
that shit catchy as fuck um, ain't it though like i said it the three guys on they played it they was making jokes about it and stuff and it, but it is catchy as shit and now and i won't stop singing this to karen in the car so now y'all have to <laughs> y'all have to live with it now too i'm sorry i'm sorry but y'all need this in your life the hotel two-step <laughs> i can't i can't believe he cashed out all his hotel cards and cachet right now to be a r&b star man like i wish he had gone this route to start off his career you know and then he we he could have just been like the 50th hit r&b started i like that also had problematic views about women and gay people and stuff and i'd be like well i don't really go to him for that i just listen to the music you know but we can't even do that with him because he he started off with being being problematic and did want to make music it's, it's uh, he, he did, did it backwards yes he did you know how many people fuck with akon but he but akon said some wild shit you know <laughs> this the opposite <laughs> and of course there's plenty of white women in here you know <laughs> ah! i think they got a white dude on drums and, and guitar too so you know it's not all black you know what i'm saying some whiteness in there good for good for him so come on over, baby, baby don't be nervous there's only one place you should be with me so what's it gonna be oh, i wanna get you on the floor and grind i wanna feel your body next to mine i wanna introduce myself and i gotta let you know it's time for you to take my hand it's time for you and i to dance it's time to get you on the floor it's time to get you out the door he ain't called nobody a winch yet like it's just how can you hate on this song it's so catchy it's so right if i just played it and didn't tell y'all to the end like hey man it's made by a dude that kind of has problematic views about lgbt people uh black women uh, uh very anti-factual with his documentaries and uh you know kind of kind of uh overall calls people coons and stuff if they disagree with him on any level and clowns people and stuff y'all be like oh yeah oh, okay well, put that song back on though for me to keep my game to get to know your name feel like he culturally appropriated from uh morris day at the time come on i'm here for it though <laughs> this song is catchy as hell <laughs> i can't get it out i know what you're thinking you want a man to come and sweep you off your feet and baby that's me oh it's getting late 
he rhymed dancing with dancing but it's okay when you yes when you party like this you party in this hard you don't it don't matter i'm just gonna fuck around to be at the <laughs> old people club song they're gonna be like play that song who, who i don't know who played it all the aunties okay all the aunties gonna be grooving it in. i can't play this in my family reunion because my aunties gonna want me to put it on their phone dog i can't yeah. do it oh you they know they might fuck around and find a rabbit hole of to read the sheet and it's gonna be like well why you put this on my damn phone you know right. boy, those men a goddamn fool and Call you know they old school they're gonna ask you for the cd yeah, he's saying we winching. What is this? What is this, Rodney? <laughs> right, yeah, they, they don't call you Rodney. like he trying he trying to appropriate our culture back from bruno mars is that what's happening ah, maybe that's what it take is it back. this feel a little crown royal inspired itself you know <laughs> trying, you know. trying to be like point dark skin <laughs> <laughs> get props for his dude man he made a hotel bop yeah he did the hotel bop dog i mean look do you want to onk with me because come on <laughs> come on onk funk that's what it's gonna be called oh man it's amazing so it's got a guitar solo and everything it's got i mean chocolate <laughs> you think you think Uma, Uma johnson gonna come gonna come with his own song i want to see that i see that's the only thing i couldn't find on youtube i do want to see umar johnson's um breakdown of the video because i know he was hating like shit <laughs> I, honey honey instead of you having the, the whole tip off i'd rather you have the song tip off anytime i'm sure it was a whole lot of homophobic stuff said about this man's video in the umar johnson clip i don't i haven't found it yet maybe he ain't put it up or maybe it's not on youtube i don't know what umar maybe he's in jail i don't know what he's up to right now because you know he's having some issues legally so but uh yeah i i do wonder what umar umar probably was saying a lot about that fur coat and 
some penises and shit uh <laughs> but i like that song though <laughs> that shit's good it's good yes and before you know it you'll start singing it and rhyming shit together that don't make no sense it's like the only thing better than if it was real whack is being real good what right it's, that shit's undeniable it's catchy dog <laughs> oh man oh man well hopefully he'll just start doing this full time and stop doing other stuff you know i would prefer that you know matter of fact i would change my thumbs down to a thumbs up if he did that if Come he said on. you know what i'm done with this i'm done pretending to be pro-black y'all i'm gonna get these motherfucking coins come on out here making people dance i'll be like you know what brother come on thumbs up go ahead and get you do you come on let he me gonna, know in the next video out right. they're gonna be like it's time to stop my hotel ways it's time i'm like you know what you know what i'm with you go get paid i'm, I'm with, with you. you you know what i mean like shit i feel like he's friday night just got like I can, put, I can fit this right into a playlist right now <laughs> nothing but but fucking uh rick james and fucking uh new jack swing ass you, songs you can throw shit. it in there most people would, would dance and wouldn't even be a tell different you wouldn't right. even fuck the tempo up what is this is this more day in the time i ain't Mm-mm. never heard this on the radio boy Mm-mm, that's that that Tariq machine i know but that time joint don't never play this Steve, oh. i don't play this jam what's this boy <laughs> all the winches get to the floor oh shit that's my jam that's my jam (laughs) oh man all right guys we have fun we gotta get out of here though thank you so much we'll be back um tomorrow uh and yeah my comment is still there so i was i was doing an experiment to see if he was deleting the negative comments because all the comments are super positive and i was like oh man and justin was like well probably because he deleting all the comments that he don't like which you can do on youtube but um i left a negative comment just to see if it was you know if he was deleting them and it don't look like he is so i'm gonna give it like two more days and if he don't delete it i'll delete it myself because i actually do like the song so that song is jamming i know man can't play this around your honest no mm-mm, mm-mm, i like this shit y'all might get this tomorrow for everybody else who don't listen to the feedback show i like mm-hmm. this jam i need you on the dance Come floor me and you on the dance floor come on i just wonder how you resisted the temptation from just being like putting some hotel shit in there and fucking it all up (laughs) i'm glad he said far away from it somebody on twitter just now they listen to pregame i'm furious with y'all that song is stuck in my head it's so good it's so fucking catchy i was in the car yesterday it's time that breakdown get you boy to go get some pizza it's time (laughs) it's just so good it is so good all right oh three guys on did it too i sent it to them this was the best the last three guys on episode with dominic rivera it's must listen if y'all enjoy these it jokes. is hilarious start fucking with your kids go it's time <laughs> to take your ass to school it's time <laughs> yeah stop fucking with y'all kids mm-hmm. anyway guys we'll talk to y'all tomorrow uh we should be on the next insanity check that comes out for you guys today as well so so we're doing that with chris so until then i love you i love you too